good evening, and welcome to another episode of No Lights Paranormal Podcast, where three tired, tired investigators, paranormal investigators, I should say, debate ghostly, spooky stories we found on the web. My name is Joe, I am the lead investigator. My name is Teresa, and I am the researcher. I am your witch doctor of wiring, your tech wizard, Alex. Witch doctor, nice. I do love that. Now I'm going to get that song stuck in my head. But, uh... (laughs) I'm All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, and the reason why I said tired is because we were just coming off the investigation of the old Pauline Joe, which was absolutely insane. All that it was worth, all the money paid for. Great job. Um, so love. So love. We yeah. had such a good time. Yeah. Um, we're still going through some of the information that we got and the evidence that we got. Uh, we will be posting it on our Facebook page. Soon. Promise. Soon. As soon as we get good. There's a lot. There's yeah. a lot. <laughs> then I want to share everything with Shelly prior to posting yes. it. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, gorgeous building for all you history buffs out there that love history. Just go see the building. It's, she's kept it very well in shape with the restoration. Mm-hmm. She's done a very good job with it. So the building's just absolutely gorgeous. Uh, Which so yeah. leads me to the idea of when you pay for an investigation like that to go in and do a private overnight, what you are paying for is, is the upkeep and the restoration of a historic location. So... Uh, don't don't be one of those negative Nancys who thinks she's making millions because I promise you she's not all yeah. of that money is going straight back into making that building uh, stay standing and and especially as a historic building there are a whole lot of different uh, little things that have to happen as per the county and the historical society in the state of Ohio right. to, to upkeep that building properly so that's where that money is going it's it's she's not getting rich I swear yeah um, but still great night long night <laughs> all you investigators that are doing it out there i'm pretty sure you know what i mean mm-hmm. um so yeah forgive us if our brains are a little bit jumbled right now because we're we're going off a little sleep here but hey we're still doing it still <laughs> plugging along exactly so yes and also big shout out to the winners of the raffle oh, of yeah. cole and aaron the winners of the uh raffle to go to the old potting joe and investigate with us great job on that thank you to all who participated and Thank you. We appreciate all your patronage and your listening and all that. We appreciate you guys so much. You're making our dream come true. So. Yes, honestly, thank you guys so very much. It's been, uh, it's been so incredibly awesome seeing all of all of the people coming out of the woodwork to, to support us. And yeah, yeah, we love doing this, and, and we we appreciate you so very much. And yeah, congrats, congrats to Cole and Aaron. Yep. So with that, we shall delay no longer and jump right into this week's episode of. No Lights Paranormal, Ghost Ships. Woo-hoo! So, um, Alex, I actually think you pointed out something pretty correct. Like, we need to get the definition of a ghost ship out there because you were right. All three of us thought it was something different than what it actually was. Agreed. Um, I agree. I think we went at it from a different paranormal standpoint yeah, than yeah. most people recognize it as. Yep. And if you want to know what we're talking about, literally Google ghost ships. Yeah. Right? Ghost ships are abandoned floating factories that yep. have no living crew on them left. Yeah, that say. the crew just abandoned the ship. Yeah. Or, I mean, there's other ones. Yeah, well, yeah, the yeah, whole yeah. crew is yeah. wiped out for some But basically, reason. it's a ship without a crew. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's not Flying Dutchman-esque, it's not, I mean, there are those ships too, but. (laughs) Correct. So yeah, that's what we're going with this week, and I actually think it's a fun topic. So I've had Mudvayne in my head all day because of this. So (laughs) Alex, you go ahead and lead us off. Uh, Sure. 
Absolutely. Um, so, my topic of discussion uh, after a thorough ghost ship search. Uh, don't get me wrong, it's not as fun as red coat ghosts, right. pirate yeah. ghosts in the forest. Um, but interesting and fun nonetheless. Uh, so, my ghost ship topic is the Zabrina. Uh, the Zabrina was initially designed to transport meat from Argentina to Uruguay. Uh, it had a distinctive flat-bottomed hull that allowed it to navigate the shallow waters of a river. That's what it was designed for. It was not designed to be a sea or ocean-faring vehicle. Uh, it was a three-masted schooner that was built in 1873. Um, so... However, the problem with the ship was that it was A, slow, because it was a three-masted schooner, and B, it lacked a refrigeration unit, which, as you can imagine, if you were transporting meat up mm. a river in South America, it's, it's not really cold there. No. All right? No. <laughs> you know, the Bering Strait might have been a good place for this ship. <laughs> Hot jungle things? No, you Not know. so much. Uh, so the idea is that after they had discovered this mathematical equation error that, hey, we probably should either put a refrigeration unit on it or made it faster, um, it, the Zabrina underwent a transformation and was repurposed for shorter Mediterranean ships. Or, uh, not ships, trips, I'm sorry. Trips, trips. Um, so literally across the Mediterranean Sea? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, turns out the journey there was much shorter. It's not... Huh. You know, it's right. a straight path because it's across the sea and not up a winding river. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. And on a map, it's about this far away. Yeah. <laughs> Looks so uh, much closer. Right. So, operating out of Falmouth in the, U- in the United Kingdom, uh, the Zabrina set sail in 1970 under the command of Captain Martin. Uh, its mission was to deliver a cargo of coal to... St. Brug, hmm? France, uh, and sadly the ship's voyage was cut short. Uh, just two days into the journey, the Zabrina was discovered washed ashore near Cherbourg, south of Falmouth. Uh, the rescue and salvage teams approached the ship, expecting to find answers to the crew's disappearance. However, they were met with baffling circumstances. Um, the Zabrina remained in good condition. Actually, believe it or not, its flat hull bottom kind of saved it a lot of damage when you beach a ship. Mm-hmm. So there was no Nothing master to rudder to crush. Right, you know? right. Um, and there were determined, other than some damage to a little bit of the ringing, the rigging, uh, that there was no damage to the ship. Huh. No sign of the crew whatsoever. Just gone. Um, so, despite only being at sea for two days, they were just gone. That's crazy. Uh, speculation arose, the common theory, which, as you get into a little bit more, makes a little bit less sense, is that the Zabrina had fallen victim to a German U-boat attack during the height of World War I. Uh, this theory would explain the crew's absence and the intact state of the ship. However, it failed to account for the selective targeting of the crew and the fact that the cargo was still in the hull. 
Hold up, the intact yeah. state of the ship. You would think that if you it was attacked a German, by a German U-boat, U-boat yeah. would just sink it, right? right? Or at yeah. least damage it severely. Also, oh, well, they'd have to. Unless also, it just I'm ran no naval commander, <laughs> but last I checked, there were no real lifeboats on a U-boat. So, like, yeah. I, I don't know how close you can get and like invade a ship. I mean, I guess it's, it's with a U-boat without. I doable, mean, U-boats are made to sink shit. All right, let's well, be honest. The only right. thing I can think of is maybe the Germans didn't want them to know that they were. Maybe it started before that, so they were just kind of checking things out. Didn't want to know that anybody was there, so they just took the crew. Yeah, and, but but th- yeah, that, that's that's a far reach. Why wouldn't they take the cargo? Uh, to go ship. Okay, so yeah, I should make note on what the cargo was. So the UK was actually shipping coal to France. So the cargo was coal. Yeah, it was fuel. Mm-hmm. The yeah. war. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, that's oh, then that that's would even make sense more that they reason they it. would yeah. take the cargo instead of just like leaving it there. But yeah. no, uh, according to the reports, the cargo was intact and it was in fact reclaimed by France. Hmm. Uh, which, I mean, did it say anything about like blood or signs of a struggle? No, none of that. There was no just blood. Uh, I mean, other than probably maybe like it, it didn't make mention that there was any blood stains or anything like that. That's crazy. No, I'm sure it being a ship and. Injuries happened. There was a little bit here and there, but sure. no. They said the rigging was not very damaged. Like it wouldn't have like, it wouldn't have made the ship inoperable. Damage. That's crazy to me. That's just crazy. So yeah. Um, so the interesting part of that is, so German U-boats. Uh, would make it a habit that they would get the logbook from the other ship so that they could confirm the kill. Mm-hmm. So here's the other side note of that. No German U-boat ever confirmed the kill of that ship. Then yeah, it they, wasn't it, them. because yeah. They were like, hey, we did this, ha ha ha. Yeah. The idea was that possibly that U-boat got sank before it got back to port, but then you're, start, you're starting to stretch your story really thin. Yeah, because yeah. even then they still had, like, you know, Morse code. They could, you know... Yeah, there would have been radio signals or something. Anyway, it got weird. So, nobody really knows what happened to the crew. If they did get taken by a German U-boat, and that German U-boat did get sank. I mean, that's just a double whammy on them, right? That's, right. That's super, like, shitty coincidences. <laughs> um, that said, the Zabrina was salvaged and repurposed. Um, and they did continue using it up until, like, 1936 or something like that. Mm. Um, was she then decommissioned? Or? Yes, she was then stripped of her parts and taken apart. Uh, rumor has it, they still spot her. And that area. Interesting. Um, super rumor has it that you might enjoy or find interesting. Uh, the Zabrina was the ghost story that was told to Spencer and Alex in 1923. Really? I'm at That's a loss. cool. <laughs> um, and here's the kicker. In that particular episode, that is not the only ghost ship that is mentioned. Uh, the other ghost ship that is mentioned, I'll make it a real quick note because it's a short story. It's, um, so, the other ghost ship that is mentioned is the Mauritania. 
Mm, which I've was the it. sister ship to the Lusitania. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know the Lusitania. Uh, which was sunk in World War II by a German U-boat and actually is what caused America to get involved in the war to begin yeah. with. Yeah. Uh, because there were American passengers. Yeah. Um, here's where it gets super interesting. This is the ghost ship connection, right? So the Mauritania was the sister ship to the Lusitania, which was sunk in World War II, which was captained by Arthur Henry Rostrin, who also captained the Carpathia, which is the ship that rescued all of the survivors from the Titanic. Uh, He then went on to captain the infamous RMS Queen Mary. No shit. Huh. Which is one of the most haunted ships ever. That's the pinnacle of haunted ships that you can go to and visit and do paranormal investigations on. Yeah, Yeah. just so everybody's aware, you can still visit the Queen Mary. She is docked in, I believe, San Francisco. Oh, yeah, there's been a bunch of people San Francisco, California. All right, she's docked in California somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Not close to me. It's like a five-day trip. Yeah. Um, you know what we have? We have a member right now, a friend, a good friend who is in California, and I believe that he's in that neck of the woods. So he should definitely go check that out for us. Hint, 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 hint. Corey, Corey. go to it. You're fine. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just I thought that was pretty cool. Like, huh? Yeah, that's not it. Ghost ships, the like, uh, yeah. Heck Both yeah. of those were mentioned in the series 1923. That's a spinoff of Yellowstone for you other. Friends. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. Okay. okay. Now you get it. Now yeah. you get it. Yeah. You said those names. I'm like, I don't know who those are. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was actually the huge cliffhanger, and I was like, oh my god, when's the next season? I'm freaking out about it. I actually didn't watch it. So yeah, it was, it was the Mauritania that they boarded at the end of that episode. That was the ghost the ship. The big freightliner. Huh. Well, she wasn't a ghost ship in, in the or series. Right, she was just She's, a ship, yeah. Right, but then she becomes... That's freaking amazing. No, she, she was the ghost ship. That ran yeah. into them and sank yeah. their ship. The fishing mm-hmm. vessel they were on. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah, I never watched it. 1923, <laughs> guys. It's phenomenal. Watch it. That's awesome. That's super awesome. That do you cool. want to do yours or? If he's done, yeah, I'll go. Thomas, you must have a really good one. And I'm like, spent. <laughs> I do. I mean, mine is mine is. I like mine. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I'll go next. Uh, mine is on the ship Rang Medang, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which, again, I had to Google translate that because I'm horrible at pronunciation. But I want to preface this by saying that they don't know if this ship really exists. Like, ever? Like, yeah. All the research that I've done on it and, you know, mind you, I kind of went down a rabbit hole with it because I was like, this is cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, they, all the reports say that they don't really know if it existed or not. That's amazing. Um, so, yeah, that's one for this. But uh, in 1947, a cargo ship repeatedly was damaged, and it was that rang Madan, uh, repeatedly damaged while sailing in Indonesia rendering it unsafe to sail. Didn't hear anything after that. Some messages went out. Uh, when it was rescued, the group found the entire crew dead. Whoa. And while they were dead, they noticed that their bodies were mangled in a way. Not injured, mangled. And their arms were outstretched like they were reaching for a ghostly figure or something. That's creepy. Um, and horrific their faces were frozen to horrific scenes. Like, they, either they were in extreme pain or they saw something that scared the crap out of them. <laughs> um, but again, no bodies were injured. No, like, gunshots There were no injuries. At least or... from what they observed, there was no injuries That's whatsoever. Insane. They even found the dog dead. Oh! The okay, dog, not an American movie. The dog 
had his teeth bared like it was growling at something. Oh. Again, they, this is what they just observed. Um, Why do and, I get more upset over the dog <coughs> than I do over? Because you're a dog lover. <laughs> um, but they decided to tow the vessel back to port to do an investigation, do an autopsy on the bodies. Yeah. They towed it. As soon as it got to the port, a fire started abruptly and blew the ship up. What? So they couldn't do anything with it. Was uh, it like carbon monoxide or something? They couldn't tell. Because that would kill people in a nasty manner. Right. And it is, uh, you know, could cause again, fire. Again, they couldn't do anything with it because they... The, the ship blew up. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing left to analyze. That's yeah. Um, however, doing their research and everything in this, they did find messages from the ship in Morse code. Um, one of them was put out that all officers, including captains, are dead, lying in the chart room and bridge. Possibly a whole crew dead. They found another message simply saying, I die. I die. Yeah. Okay, um, that's creepy. It was all in Morse code, so you can make the... Thing there, like, hey, did he get it? Did they get it right? Did they get it wrong? You can make all that up. Um, but again, like I said, all the bodies were found mangled. They were distorted. No injuries from what they saw. The dog was found dead, burying its teeth like it was growling at a an enemy. Um, tons of theories started just pouring out about this thing. Uh, however, um, it never actually said when they actually found this. But apparently, there was a surviving crew member. Don't know how he got off the boat. He right. just said he was a surviving crew member. On his dying bed, he was talking to the missionary, you know, getting last rites and all that. Right. And he said that the whole crew, he was a member of the ship, the whole crew di- crew died because of badly stored cargo. The cargo they were carrying was oil of vitriol. vitriol? It's toxic. Yeah, and for those who don't know what it is, I actually looked it up because I didn't know what it is at first. And it's a highly corrosive acid made from sulfur dioxide, widely mm. used in the chemical industry. Synonyms, sulfuric acid, sulf- yeah, sulfuric basically acid. Basically sulfuric acid. Yeah. yeah. So they're thinking Which that that... fumes in a small enclosed place would, would kill you. Would absolutely kill you. I didn't but, really expect a dog growling. But, but yeah. again, it would kill you, but it doesn't, like, the arms outstretched... The horrific scenes on their face, the yeah, dog with the teeth. To the best of my knowledge, and I'm, I'm no chemist, like it won't set you into premature rigor mortis mm-hmm. where you're just like locked up in this no. weird angry position. That I don't know. No, don't now, know um, there's more to this. Uh, some of the theories that have come out of it are some of them believe that the crew was terrorized by demons or extraterrestrials. Others claim that the ship was carrying a gruesome chemical weapon that accidentally killed the unpredicted civilian crew, unprotected civilian crew charged with transporting them. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and of course, there are conspiracy theorists because you can't have a conspiracy without them, um, who say that the military crew disguised aboard the civilian ship carrying a mysterious weapon that may have changed the course of history. And had the ship not met an untimely end. Interesting. Yeah, um, which they've done that in movies of a ship carrying like Something a super crazy. weapon to a city to have it go off there, and so I mean it. It, it all kind of makes sense. There's been no definitive thing on what happened to this ship or why the people passed away. They just kind of, eh, it happened. It's a tragedy. Let's move on. Right. Uh, yeah. There's been no rest for these people. That's crazy. So yeah, it just goes down as a gruesome 
gruesome tale on the open seas. And mind you, in my research and everything, if you know anything about me, I hate deep water. Like, I'm not a fan oh, of deep water. Yeah, no. If I can't see the bottom, forget it. <laughs> right. And I looked up some numbers just to see. And one of them was by the... Two th- in, 2020, the International Maritime Organization database listed 438 ships worldwide with 5,767 crew members abandoned since 2004. Not all cases are referred to, so the actual number is larger but unknown. That's how many ships have gone missing and how many crew members have gone missing themselves. That's insanity. That makes me not want to go in the ocean. No more boats. (laughs) Ever. I'm done. And mind you, when you're looking up ghost ships, you have to take out the the um, folklore of it. Right. Of, hey, the Kraken got them. Or Davy yeah. Jones came looking I for him and the Flying Dutchman came in. Did uh, Davy Jones grab him? Maybe. Well, they just went to, I, mean, I don't know. Who knows? But, yeah, <laughs> but yeah it, it's something like this with no definitive answer on why the crew died leaves the door wide open for those kind of things. Right. Uh, well, I mean, since you started, you started There's no reason to it. not have a conspiracy theory when right. nobody knows what happened. <laughs> then right. guess what happens? Everything turns into a conspiracy exactly, theory. Exactly. So I just, I just literally went like straight down into the rabbit hole with you as you were reading that, and so like I'm yeah. on like the history <laughs> channel page looking it up and shit. Yeah. So. But I mean, yeah. it, again, in 1947, safety wasn't a thing back then. No. Mm-hmm. There's like, ah, take it, go over there. Right. Uh, so the idea of the sulfuric acid transported because they were experimenting with things back then. Yeah. Poorly stored. Could have done that. That makes the most sense to me. And to be fair, that's not the only ghost ship where I've heard stories like that. Right. Because, yeah. I mean, believe it or not, and my wife falls asleep a lot when I watch YouTube in bed because <laughs> I have to fucking unwind my brain. Uh, but, like, the last five nights, I've been watching stupid little, like, little ten different clips on yeah, ghost yeah. ships. Yeah. Like, so, like, no, I've literally heard stories of other stuff like that where it is the cargo that's yeah. causing, like, methane gases that yep. uh, that Thoughty 2 guy, oh, 42, oh, yeah. is yeah. what I call him. Thoughty 2. Thoughty 2. <laughs> that's literally, so his name, he if you go two. to look him up on YouTube, is Thoughty and then the number 2. Thought, like, like T-H-O-U-T. T-H-O-U-T. Yeah. But him being British... Every time he says 42. Yeah. It sounds a lot like 42. 42. <laughs> but you know what? I'm absolutely in love with So I just call him 42, but he's a great right. dude. I love right. him. I, 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 love the, I love the knowledge he spews. He's phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. All right, cool. Uh, maybe I'll look him up. Oh, I love him. But yeah, that's, and it, like I said, going back to that they don't actually know that the ship exists. So it's thrown up in the air, adding more to the conspiracy of that's it. It's just weird. So yeah, it, it's. It, I thought it was just a weird little, like, it reminded me almost of the the experiment that they did here. Yeah. Uh, the Philadelphia yeah, experiment. Yeah, Philadelphia experiment. Like, something like that. That's what it reminded That's me of. Well, here's so. the thing. Uh, the problem with the Philadelphia experiment, the difference between that and that, is that right. is, what, an Indonesian cargo ship? Yeah. Well, it was traveling in Indonesia. It was originally from... I uh, can't remember because my phone went off, and that was all my notes. The the Rangmadan was actually a uh, Japanese ship. Yeah. Yeah. But the point being... There are certain governments over in those countries that they're not going to admit that that ship existed and was carrying this. Of course, no. they don't So no. if they found out what the cargo was, they're like, I don't know what that ship is. You're yep. crazy. But well, again, also, ours. if it, the ship exploded, 
no with proof. sulfuric acid. <laughs> right. Now I that, definitely don't have to tell you. Like, <laughs> right. What ship? What are you talking about? Right. No, we so weren't using that for making things. Yeah, it's just a bad thing all around. But yeah, that's my story. I found it very entertaining and it got my rabbit hole system going. So yeah, that's my story. Mm-hmm. Oh, in hindsight also, just to confirm with the, uh, the Zabrina story, they never had any bodies wash up on shore either. So like yeah. they weren't just they weren't just shot and thrown over. Well, and, see, e- even yeah. the ones that I looked up when I was doing this, uh, a lot of them was just the crew members just said we're tired of the shipping company. It was just like meh, screw it, just and just took and, off. Yeah. yeah, but this uh, one still had all of its lifeboats right. and everything. Yeah, like, so, yeah <laughs> there was they nowhere they could go. They didn't go anywhere. Yeah. See, uh, we did actually get a little bit of constructive criticism from a listener. Um, recently who said that um, she kind of has a a little bit of an ADD situation so she was saying that sometimes when we are spewing our stories we will get into discussion where you know at the end of the episode when we're discussing everything that we'll talk about everything all at once and it kind of gets a little jumbled up so we're trying not to do that we're trying to keep our stories straight here yeah so forgive us see we do listen and pay attention yeah so (laughs) let us know because we want to get better yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, that's the end of my story, so go ahead. Well, I wanted to talk about the SS Bannockburn, which is a pretty darn famous ship. It was a freighter that was mainly used in, like, grain and and things like that. And it, it went from usually Chicago across to um, Ontario. Um, she was she was an interesting, interesting ship. So it was a steel-hulled freighter. She had a crew of uh, 20 to 22 people on any given assignment. Um, On this particular time, she was uh, captained by Captain John Irving, and she was carrying grain, uh, again, from Chicago to Kingston, Ontario. There was a huge winter storm. It was, you know, in the middle of November. It was nasty. Now, a little bit of backstory to this, though. Prior to this happening, in November of 1902, if we reverse time, back in October of 1897, she actually had two pretty major incidents. One of them was she ran aground on a coral reef and she damaged some of her hull. Nothing too terrible, but it happens. This, this other one, she actually ran flat on into a wall that was Lock 17 in Welland Canal, um, which ripped the hull open crazy amounts, and she actually sunk to the bottom of the canal. Thankfully for the ship, that was only about nine feet of water. <laughs> right. So they, they were, in fact, able to unload the grain that she was carrying, get her raised back up, get her patched up, and sent her back out to sea. Now, many, many, many years later, when that canal was drained, they actually found a huge steel plate that would have been part of the hull of the ship. So that miss could have actually been one big reason why she actually ended up uh, completely sinking. No. Huh. So as it goes... Whoops. Exactly. <laughs> World's worst patch job. Right. <laughs> exactly. So as it goes, though, she was uh, sailing on, on this, this trip to Kingston, Ontario, and she was carrying about... 85,000 bushels of wheat. For those of you who didn't grow up on a farm like myself, a bushel of wheat is somewhere around the 60 pound mark, 
which means if she was carrying 85,000 bushels, she was carrying around 5.1 million pounds of wheat, which roughly translates into 2,550 tons of wheat. Yeah. A lot. Ridiculous amounts of wheat. That's a lot of bread. That's a lot of bread. (laughs) Seems unsafe even for today's standards. (laughs) Right? I don't know what ships are supposed to carry, but that, that sounds like a lot. So... She is sailing, and she leaves port in Chicago, and lots of other ships and ship captains actually saw her and even sort of, you know, got out their little glasses and and gave a follow just to make sure that her course was good. So, middle of winter, it's November, it's the 21st of November, she sets off, she's got 21 crew members, and... She passes a couple of different lighthouses, and people see her, and nothing seems amiss, and everything is good. Uh, She gets out to the middle of Lake Superior, and again, everything looks good. No big deal. Some other ships pass her. You know, they give a little, hi, how you doing? Yeah. Not even even ten hours after this. She's supposed to be docking in Ontario, and she just doesn't show up. So they're like, oh, okay, well, you know, the weather's really shitty. It's snowstorm like crazy. There's ice on the lake. Let's give her a little more time. Rationalizing it out. <laughs> exactly. Um, one day, two days, ten days pass, and she's still nowhere to be found. There haven't been any other ships that have sighted her that went through that route. And she just simply never, ever was heard from again. What was crazy about it is they then, of course, you know, they got involved with the insurance company, et cetera, et cetera. And the insurance company just concluded that she must have been, you know, they they would have called it stranded on the reefs along Caribou Island. What that actually means is she she ran ashore on the reef, it ripped her hull open, and she sunk. Yeah. That's the idea. However, it was... You got the cough this I got the cough. Sorry. It was um, dang near two years later, on December the 12th, two years later, that the captain of the Grand Marias Life Saving Station found a life jacket made of cork, because they were made of cork back then, that washed ashore on a beach that most certainly had the mark and belonged to the Bannockburn. But that's it. There has never been anything else found. Hmm. No wreckage whatsoever. No crew's bodies. Absolutely nothing. No. Even when they went and searched the reef around Caribou Island. Absolutely nothing. It's just gone. Right. <laughs> so I don't know how 2,500 tons of wheat and a gigantic ship goes missing, but she, she went missing. And all 21 crew members... Um, also gone but it seems like this ship kind of had it out anyways being yeah. she you know sunk in a canal just 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 the year prior and yeah slammed into a bunch of reefs the luck before that was with it <laughs> yeah she didn't have a whole lot of luck since then um if you go to the port in chicago or if you go to the port in kingston ontario yeah. uh it's very very well known that if you just kind of hang out and just sit around you will actually see her come to port. Hmm. Um, Finally finished. Yeah. It took me forever. She's <laughs> like, damn, I've been out here a while. Uh, other ships have seen her profile. 
and absolutely like, hey, that's it right there. That is the Bannockburn. Well, the Bannockburn sank in 1902, so that's definitely not her. Yeah. But yeah, very interesting. <laughs> or is it? Is it a ghost ship? Is it out there somewhere floating around on Lake Superior? Uh, I mean, it, all right. For those of you who haven't been to the Great Lakes, they're huge. Nice. All right. <laughs> listen. Uh, but I don't feel like they're ocean huge. Listen, <laughs> to be fair, we live in Ohio. Okay. Yeah. We go up to Lake Erie. We can't, it's like the first lake. Yeah. And CLA Lake in Ohio, I can't see the other side of. Right. And we're like, that's huge. Yeah. And it's far down on both sides as you can see. Right. Uh, Lake Superior is like 15 Lake Erie's put to Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it makes it's Lake considered Erie. a great lake, but by all standards, if you match it up to like European things, like it like, would be considered a sea. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's, it's the size of a sea. Yeah. Um, the Black Sea, the Red Sea, the, the it's the same amount of water. And it's almost 1,500 feet deep, so. Yeah, it, it's so a big old sucker. God but, knows <laughs> what's in the bottom of that thing. But yeah, I just thought it was, Boats, it's, it's yeah. so incredible to me how, like, you know, they, they had radios and whatnot, they had Morse code, they had their radios, but how in the hell do you lose an entire cargo freighter? Well, like I said, it you get out there, this is the reason why I could never be a sailor. One, I hate the deep ocean, because nah. it scares the crap out of me. Yeah, it's, it's right. And two... You literally get out there, and there's nothing for miles around. Anything mm-hmm. could happen. And Lake, I mean, Lake Superior is humongous. And it's not landlocked, so you can get out, and it's far enough away that ain't nobody going to see you. This is true. So it, it it could be many. Who knows how many people come into those lakes that we don't even know about. True enough. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it, pirates could have came in, just took it, and boop. Oh, that'd be crazy. In that so, time, possibly. Uh, to yeah. be fair... Nowadays, there are certain canals that you have to go through to get to the Great Lakes yes. themselves. Yes. Yeah. It's a thin, it's a river, basically, yeah. that yeah. gets there. They have lock systems that are for so they've, security. they've learned. <laughs> right. When borders became a thing, that got solved. <laughs> I just, I find it so incredibly amazing that, you know, to this day, even, even as, as, as recently as, you know, five, six, ten years ago... <laughs> People are, you know, out there sailing in the middle of Lake Superior, and they are seeing what they believe is undeniably the profile of the Bannockburn. Yeah. That is, you know, I mean, is it out there? Well, I mean, also, let's face it, you get to get out there that far at sea or ocean, you ain't got much to do. So your mind, if you don't keep it sharp, your mind will well, wander. Mean, and you... These are seasoned sailors, though. You wouldn't think that they would be prone to that. Yeah, but sailors are the most superstitious people oh, yeah. in the world. Oh, yeah. Well, they have to be. Shit just goes missing out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. I've known a few sailors in my time, and you're exactly right. They're like, well, woman coming on a ship? No. And especially no. the <laughs> older school ones oh, like yeah. that. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? The you know ones that did the old I'm school cool riggings and all that. Yeah. I'm cool that you don't want me on the ship. That's cool because I don't really want to be out there. So, I interestingly enough have one more short story that is a ship that you can go visit today that is supposedly haunted. It's kind of fun. Um, It is the USS Lexington. Mm, Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. Now, the fun part about this ship is that it kind of in a weird sort of way covers both angles of the ghost ship theory. All right. Uh, so the USS Lexington also has a nickname. Its nickname is the Blue Ghost. It was given the nickname by Japan. 
who reported that no less than four times it had sunk the USS Lexington. <laughs> All right. Wait, 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 what? Yes, Japan reported. Japan reported back to Japan itself. Yeah. No less than four times that it had sunk the USS Lexington. Well, okay then. I would love to be the person that got that message over and over again. And be like, what? <laughs> so a giant Japanese propaganda radio broadcast, typically called Tokyo Rose nicknamed her the Blue Ghost because she just kept coming back. Yeah. That makes sense. Now, the fun and other <laughs> haunted story about this ship is that if you go down to wherever she's docked right now, and I don't remember what exact port, it's I think it's one in Texas. Uh, but if you go down and you visit the USS Lexington where you can take tours, no. uh, there have been less than no less than three tour groups that have come back and raved about a certain tour guide that they have on their ship. And this tour guide's name is Charlie. All right? Uh, Charlie is apparently dressed in a naval uniform and makes super detailed ship tours. Like, more detailed than anybody else. Uh, turns out, Charlie does not exist. Charlie is not a real tour guide. He is thought to be a naval officer that at one point just served on the ship. Hmm. Okay, that's awesome. He went to Canada. So if you go down to whatever port this ship is, you know, docked at, and you take a historic tour of the USS Lexington, if your uh, tour guide's name is Charlie, double check. Just make sure, yeah. I love that. I thought it was fun. <laughs> I desperately hope to get a tour of that ship from Charlie one day. Yeah, that would, that would actually be cool. Take me to Candy Mountain, Charlie. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, no, I also have a little one. I mentioned this one to you on the porch. Uh, this one is the SS Watertown. Um, in 1924, uh, somehow or another, they were burying some people, you know, I see, because that happens. Uh, so they were giving them a sailor's burial. And someone happened to be taking pictures, like, a couple days after they did. They were just, like, photographing the sea and all that. And they actually caught a picture of two of the crewmen that they had buried at sea. Oh, my. Uh, James Courtney and Michael Meehan. They caught the two in the water. And I'll share the picture. I'll try to find a way to post it on the actual thing, but I'll share it with them right now. Because oh, it that's is amazing. clear uh, as Save day. it post it on the Facebook page. I will most definitely yeah. put it on Facebook, because I don't know if we can upload that to Podbean. No, it doesn't work like that. Like no. Our podcast is not a video format right now, which... But- Upgrade later. We might be doing that. Promise we'll post this picture on Facebook, though. Let's see if I can just... (laughs) That took the arrows. That's not what I wanted to do. (laughs) All right, but uh, anyways, yes. Um, It's it's an awesome thing. Uh, The site that I got the picture off of is called pocket-lint.com. So you can look it up on there. We'll also try to post it to the actual Facebook page so you guys can see it because it is... It literally just looks like two people said it's just popping up out of the water to say hello. Um... Yeah, so that I, I that one was that one caught my eye. I was like, "Oh, there's actually evidence with that one." Holy crap! Mm. So, I love that. But ghost ships, guys. I wanted to mention a personal story um, relating to ghost ships. So my dad, whom is the most awesome daddy in the world, in my personal opinion. Hey, Teresa's dad. Hi, Daddy. I don't think he listens to this because he doesn't believe. My dad does. How are you doing, Dad? <laughs> hey, Rod. Thank you. <laughs> so my dad was in the Navy uh, back prior to my birth, and he served uh, for a brief period of time on uh, the Nimitz, the USS Nimitz, which was a Nimitz-class 
uh, aircraft carrier. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was big. She was beautiful. She was nicknamed Uncle Chester. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> um, she uh, originally launched uh, May 13th of 1972. She was commissioned in 75. Um, and, and yeah. Anyway, point to the story is this. She, she was built um, in Newport News, Virginia at the shipbuilding docks down there that are our Navy shipbuilding docks. She has since come out of service. And as a matter of fact, just a few months ago, um, the U.S. Navy actually, they're, they're now talking about scrapping her for parts. Yeah. Which is... is it's v- typical. It, it happens. Is, it right? is. Don't and get sentimental because your dad's there, right? She's an old girl. She's an old girl, and she definitely did her job. But yes, it's, it's about that time. Um, Anywho. <laughs> Sorry. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, she carried uh, two Westinghouse... A4W nuclear reactors. Those were her engines. Yeah. Uh, she was insane. In nuclear reactors, <laughs> I know, right? Amazing, 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 amazing. Anyway, so my dad surfed on this ship for a couple of a couple of years back in the day, and there is a lot of stories about ghost ships floating around all over the place. This is not a new phenomenon. People have been seeing it ever since ocean travel started. Oh yeah. So. My dad was showing me his yearbook from the Nimitz a long time ago, back when I was just a little kid. And he's got a Polaroid picture that is stuck into the pages of the Nimitz. Had. Had, I will explain. And not kidding you, I've seen this with my own eyes. I know it's very difficult to believe. The Nimitz being an aircraft carrier, you know, you have the main hull underneath the ship that is underneath the main flat deck that holds, you know, helicopters or fixed wing aircrafts. So through the bottom hallway of the ship, just the main hull, um, my dad shot, uh, snapped a Polaroid snapshot mm-hmm. on, you know, Polaroid cameras. We don't have those anymore, but it's a thing. So this Polaroid very, very clearly shows what looks to me like a possibly three-mast sailing vessel complete with big, huge, billowing sails um, floating what would be the surface of the ocean, but of course the aircraft carrier, the way that it sits, you know, it right, kind of, right. you see it coming through the hallway, a ghostly figure coming in one side of the ship and heading out the other, like it's just floating along. Hmm. And this Polaroid is, it's its clear as fucking day. Yeah. Coolest shit I've ever seen in my life. Huh. And so, yeah, my dad has an, a picture of an actual ghost ship. Um, never, never got an idea of uh, where exactly that picture was taken, like on what part of the ocean. Like, I have no idea. Right. So I have no idea what ship it could have potentially been. Um, but yeah, it was Stevie stuck Jones. in that yearbook, and it was there up until we moved. Uh, <laughs> it's it's been several years now, but yeah, the fucking thing went missing. <laughs> So if any of my family are listening and you know where that damn yearbook is, uh, I want to know. I need it. Thank you. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, you always want to keep yearbooks and family pictures all around. But well, it's my dad's legacy. Especially one with on the Nimitz. yeah, especially if you're a paranormal investigator and, and I, you have one. Like I want that, a yeah. Polaroid of um, the ship. I have seen it before though with my own eyes, and it was uh, it was legitimate. It was the. Real I would deal. like to see it. So yeah. I would love to be able to find that thing again. All right. Um. But yeah, no, ghost ships. I thought this was a very good topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what do you want to cover next week? 
you do this every week. That's <laughs> all right. You know what? I was prepared. I figured you would be prepared. <laughs> so, this week, you're right. It was kind of a good stray off when we actually kind of figured out what ghost ships were. Yeah, like, yeah. step away from, like, and just kind of let the brain relax a minute and let's tell a different story. Yeah. Uh, but let's now tell the story about the navigation of ghost ships. And my topic is lighthouses. Nice. Uh, I figured that's your, yeah. Me, we had a guy moment there where he said lighthouses and I had a certain look. He goes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're doing that. Yeah. So, yeah, let's do the haunted lighthouses. Oh, or I just weird it. lighthouses, whatever. Actually, that's the lighthouses to me are like. I mean, we can 100%. They're awesome. Like, I love them. Um, because it's just it, the just the story, the actual work behind itself, where Agreed. two people just went and took care of it and just watched for ships and, and they had just ships. Lived there. Yeah, and it was just like, man, that's it's it's easy, but it's hard work. Mm. And Listen, it's like that's just really cool. with the amount of lighthouse haunted lighthouse stories we hear. Yeah, like yeah, I the mean, plane is open, and that might be another yeah. more than one episode. The thing. isolation <laughs> alone of manning a lighthouse is enough to drive someone nuts. Yeah, well, I mean, just watch the movie with uh, William Defoe and uh, Edward from Twilight. What's his name? Robert Pattinson. Edward from Twilight. <laughs> yeah, that's how I remember. Ah, uh, sorry, Edward. But, Was but, he in anything else? Yeah, actually, but he's been a lot of William good Defoe. Yeah, amazing. a really bad Batman. It's fine. Uh, no water for elephants was fucking amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are we an actor podcast now? Or Who cares? No, I'm just saying, in that one, they played two lighthouse keepers. Yeah. And they went insane. So, and yeah, who doesn't love Willem Dafoe? Yeah. I mean, come on. But, uh, no, lighthouses, there's one up in Putin Bay. So, yeah, there's there's mm-hmm. a plethora of them that we can investigate Exciting. and do all that. Super. There's so many good stories about lighthouses. Yeah. And lots of ghost ships have been seen from lighthouses. Go and figure. also, shout out to anybody who does naval stuff. You're doing something I can't do. You're literally out there, especially if you're in the, the the military with it. You get into a battle out there, you can't get away. Right. <laughs> like, so shout out to you guys for doing that because I'm not going to do it. So good and, job for you guys. You know, honestly, that being said, uh, Memorial Day just passed. Yes. And so we just want to thank every single man and woman out there who has served, is serving, or will serve. We really, really appreciate you. Um, God bless you. And... Yeah, you're awesome. Thank you so much for yeah. for making our home free. But I think that about wraps us up. That wraps us up. Tune in next week for haunted lighthouses or just creepy lighthouses. I don't know. You know we'll see where we go. Or just show up and say hi. That's cool too. Yeah, we like so. that too. Don't forget to email us if you have any suggestions, questions, or comments. Uh, no lights, paranormal uh, at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook at No Lights Paranormal. We're on Twitter at No Lights Para. Um, and yeah, we love you guys. Thank you so very much for hearing us. Wait, we're on Twitter now? We we've are. Been on Twitter. Oh, I forgot to look that up. Hold yeah, on. we've been on Twitter. <laughs> we've been on Twitter. Just, I mean, I don't post a lot. I'm, I don't. I have trouble keeping up with age it. demographic. We don't really use it as much. But but if you t- if you message me on it, I promise I'll see it. Listen, so. if we start getting hits on Twitter, I'll start paying more attention to yeah, Twitter. So yeah. I apologize if you take offense to that. I didn't mean to offend you. But seriously, guys, we love Come you there. so much. Thank you for all Follow. of your support. Um, you're you're super appreciated, and so many more awesome updates to come. Promise, we will do an entire episode about old Paulding here. Very uh, I think with the locations that we visit, we should just do bonus episodes. I like bonus just be episodes. Us talking yeah. about. Would all you that. guys like that? Would you like for us? I mean, obviously, the normal weekly stuff, but would you like us to like periodically post some like bonus episodes about our investigations? 
Because let us know. We that might be something we would do. I think the answer is going to be yes. So yeah, we might yeah. as well just do it. We would love to hear. Please let us know your thoughts. Either way, I've got them on a tangent now. So good night. Have a great <laughs> week, and we will see you next Monday. Bye bye. Right, see you guys.